Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters pod where we target tantalisingly tasty betting tickets to transport you towards triumph. Jimmy Buckley with you on this Friday, September the 2nd to talk the round ball game. And I must confess, I'm absolutely breathless after this breakneck start to the season with the World Cup being played in November and December this year to accommodate its utterly bizarre but incredibly well-funded desert location those international breaks that used to be the bane of my existence during the early part of the English and European football seasons have now evaporated, which means the fixtures come thick and fast almost every day of the week, whether it's English Premier League, the Scottish Lowland League, or anything and everything in between. Joining me in the racing and sports studio today, and also suffering from that wonderful malady I like to call football fatigue, for which I hope they never find a cure is the peerless and fearless Ken Rutherford. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, it's been an early start this morning. Leicester City, Man United, of course, at, uh, well, is it King Stadium? It used to be Filbert Street in the old days when Gary Lineker was playing and others. But, um, look, it uh, wasn't much of a game this morning, James, to be fair. It uh, really wasn't. Leicester City, devoid of ideas. Just Jamie Vardy up front until the second half. <laughs> they pointed another one with him. Uh, but it was a little bit too late with uh, Sancho scoring earlier on for Man United. Man United weren't impressive. They weren't. But when you think about all the, the changes that's happened at United over the last uh, well last five or six months, they're hardly going to get it right in the first part of the season. But if you look at the table, they're, they're currently in about fifth or sixth position. So all is not lost to Red Devil supporters. Well, I've uh, put the red pen through the word crisis. I think they might actually be able to get on their bike and enjoy somewhat of a productive season. The win over Liverpool, brilliant, absolutely fantastic and well played. The last two against Southampton and Leicester, like you say, they've both been fairly laboured performances, but they've managed to end up on the right end of the scoreline. Well, all of a sudden they've got a bit of choice there, United, haven't they? Through through the midfield, like of Casemiro joining uh, Fred McTominay and others. Uh, Anthony comes from Ajax, who's a, who's another winger, so he's in the ilk, I'd imagine, of a Rashford and uh, and a Martial. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how Ten Hag actually utilises the resources and what sort of pattern he plays. Uh, They've got a busy time coming up. They've got Arsenal on Monday night UK time at Old Trafford. The odds there, I think United were about 2.50, Arsenal 2.55, the draw at 3.20. And then they've got a Europa League game against Real Sociedad. So busy times ahead. As with all those teams now who are involved in Europe, it's going to really, really hot up. Huge weekend coming up. Now, just get a load of some of these fixtures. Everton versus Liverpool at Goodison Park, mm. the Merseyside derby. You've got Chelsea and West Ham United down in London. Chelsea in all sorts of trouble at the moment. The Hammers slowly but surely trying to turn things around. Like you mentioned, you've got Manu and Arsenal at the yes. back end of the weekend. And then up north, Celtic versus Rangers. The early kickoff on Saturday. The first old firm derby of the season at Celtic Park. Oh, geez, it doesn't get much better than that, Ken. No, looking forward to, to all those fixtures, James. And another couple from the, the, the division down in English football, Middlesbrough playing Sunderland. Middlesbrough oh, playing the Sunderland oh. on the northeast derbies. That wouldn't have happened for a few years with yeah. Sunderland's uh, you know, being in trouble the last couple of seasons, being down the lower reaches, lower depths of English football. But 
Yeah, Burroughs started slowly. Sunderland, if anything, actually started a little bit better than uh, than the northeast rivals. And the other one, which we spoke about yesterday, James Millwall playing Cardiff City. Millwall playing oh. Cardiff City. I mean, what's what price? Uh, how many arrests? Are we going to go <laughs> high or low on seventy four and a half? Or <laughs> we're going very high on that one. They oh. do not like each other. Gee, what's the history there, Millwall Cardiff? There's no geographical aspect to it. They're about five hours apart. No, they. I think they might have had a couple of fiery games dating all the way back to the 70s. Back when hooliganism was absolutely rife. And right. you, you can imagine the Cardiff boys making that uh, that four-hour bus trip all the way over mm. to south-east London. Yes. Not really too interested in the football. More interested in the pre-game activities, I think. And uh, the Millwall hooligans would have responded in spades and probably would have welcomed the activity, I reckon. And I think it's just, it's never left, which seems to happen when uh, when Millwall's name's attached to it. It does, in particular when Cardiff City, uh, as you say, uh, do, do make the trip to South East London. That would have been the old den in those days too, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was the old yeah. den. The old den, which I think you've been at, Ken, I've unfortunately. Been I've not 19, been there. 1985, uh, Millwall played Notts County. It was the only game on London, I reckon, when I was there, uh, on a Sunday, Easter weekend. Wow. It was an experience for a young 18-year-old from Dunedin, mate. I'll give you the tip. Get off the train at, uh, get off the tube at Bermondsey and walk down. That's a way to do it. Or you can take a train a bit closer. But uh, what a fascinating part of the world that is. So we are we are blessed on the fixture list. Just quickly on that uh, that Sunderland. So there, they've lost their manager, Alex Neal. Mm. <laughs> He's gone from Sunderland to Stoke City. So Amazing. It's amazing. I think he might have spent some time at uh, at Preston. I think some time at Hamilton up in uh, up in the Scottish Premier League before that. Mm. It sounds like he doesn't like living in particularly nice places, but he's not a bad manager. Was he at Norwich City for a while? As I well? think he might have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wasn't a bad player. He was a feisty little player. One, I think he's sort of one of those ankle clapping, um, <laughs> you know, snapping, should I say, uh, midfielders or defenders. Uh, Stokes, you've got money, of course, haven't they? They've got some uh, some owners in the, in the in the gambling game, shall we say? Bet three six five. So uh, they've always had a bit on. I actually watched Stokes a couple of weeks ago. Although they never got a result against someone, they they didn't play too badly. So obviously they just needed a change of uh, of outlook there. Absolutely, and I think uh, he he will at least do something for them. He's got a pretty decent track record with lower to middling teams, I suppose. Look, can you've cast your eye over? the fixtures here in depth. What stands out to your eye coming into this weekend? Well, it's a Friday morning multi, uh, the three-legged multi, isn't it, for punters in the EPL. And um, as you've gone over a few of the fixtures, let's go through a few of the prices with the matches, which I'm going to to centre my attention on, James. And I'm going to start with Brighton Hove Albion playing Leicester City down there at Brighton. And look, we see Brighton at the lofty heights of fifth on the EPL table going gangbusters, a very clever manager in Graham Potter. Terrific structure, the way they play. They've the, the best sum of all their parts. They all they know what each other is doing. Great side to watch. Technically very, very strong. Playing Leicester City, who who were in the doldrums, lost it, as we've already spoken about, lost this morning to Man United. They're the sitting bottom of the pile. I was surprised the head-to-head price here, James. I thought it would be more likely $1.70. Maybe this is the price from yesterday, by the way, punters. So just check check the prices. These are Ned's prices as of about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon when the Brighton were $1.87, uh, the draw three fifty, and Leicester City four twenty. I'm keen as my first leg of the multi-James to put Brighton, Hove, Albion in at $1.87. That's the first leg. Absolutely, mate. I'm not going to try and talk you out of that. They have been fantastic to start this season, and that's a that's a tough trip for Leicester to take all the way down to the south coast. 
we spoke about their potential troubles uh, pre-season before there yeah. was a ball kicked, and good Lord, they are in all sorts at the moment, Leicester. And to be honest with you, I cannot see how they're going to haul themselves out of this. Well, they're the one side in the in the EPL who have done absolutely no business in the transfer window, apart from players leaving. The most obvious one being Fafana. Uh, there was a story going around Tillemans was going to leave to Arsenal. I don't think that has happened, so they managed to, to hang on to him. I see he's only got one more year to go in his contract, so he's got no real value to Leicester City anymore, has he? So, but he's a really good player. Um, Vardy, as I mentioned, he looks the lone ranger up front. Um, they, 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 just, they don't seem to have much depth. So I can see Leicester City's uh, travails continuing. Uh, in the sack race, I think Brendan Rodgers is still the favourite. Just odds on about $1.80. And we should say that uh, Bournemouth have parted way with uh, Parker. Thank goodness. I mean, those cardigans the guy was wearing. Have you seen those cardigans? <laughs> What's going on there? I mean, that's like uh, Dunedin fashion of the 1970s, mate. Yeah, he's, I mean, he was having a shocker there. Anyway, there you go. That's the end of it. The Parker. We've our first Premier League managerial casualty, Brighton. Uh, and just with Neds. Brighton. Well, they're into a dollar eighty-five. So there you go. Hasn't changed too much. Has Just not changed cents. a little bit. So we're going to throw Brighton in for the first leg of the multi. Ken, what's next? Uh, centering on the Wolverhampton Wanderers against Southampton game, James. I know you're pretty keen on this match as well. It was one of your bets of the weekend. I'm not going to go for. I'm not going to be game enough actually to predict who's going to win because if you look at the last uh, nine home games between these two sides at Molyneux, home game for Wolves. Wolves have won three. The draw's been four times and Southampton won two. So there's nothing categoric there whatsoever in terms of some of the stats. However, I, I do think it'll be a defensive match. I think both sides will be set up defensively. We know Wolves are. Uh, very strong midfield as well. Just struggling to score goals, Wolves. We've, we've talked about that previously. And I'm pretty keen on the under two and a half goals in the match at $1.82. So you've got Brighton as the first league in the multi, $1.87 to win against against Leicester. Leicester City, and we've got Wolverhampton, Southampton punters go under two and a half at a dollar eighty-two. So, um, have we done the maths yet on this one? That uh... <laughs> it's, it's a progressive calculation. <laughs> it is. While you're doing that, I see Sean Dyche is the uh, favourite to take over from Scott Parker at Bournemouth. He's, oh wow. he's, he's even money. So he's when you see if when you see a manager, prospective manager being appointed as, as around even money, you've got to think he's. A very, very good chance, obviously, to, to get that job. So that'll be interesting. He did a good job at Burnley, um, but it'll be, it'll be changing Bournemouth around completely, wouldn't it? Because they've played quite free-flying football, certainly last year they did, to get promoted. So they'll be hamming up their defence somewhat if Dyche comes into the role. He'd have to be almost the best available candidate. I mean, a, a, a fellow with uh, years of Premier League experience operating on a shoestring budget and trying desperately to keep a team in a division. Yeah. Maybe they do need to change it. I mean, it's okay to, to come up and try and play your free-flowing football, which uh, which no yeah. doubt worked for them in the championship, but it's a different story when... Uh, no, you're spot on. Look, they haven't got the kettle either, really, have they? Not you at know, all. You look at their squad and compare it to some of the other teams, it's probably no surprise they lost to Liverpool in the, in the manner they did. And look, uh, Parker's on his own death warrant and some of his comments he made after that match to the press. One game I want to draw your attention to at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea versus West Ham United, which uh, has become a bit of a spicy London derby over the last couple of seasons with mm. uh, with West Ham on the improve. And the odds for this one seem a little bit too skewed in favour of Chelsea. Yeah. Now, I think $1.50, is that right, for Chelsea to win this game? And West Ham pushing $6.40, $6.50 with Nets. Mm, that's uh, right. Terrific value for the Hammers. 
Especially if you look at the double chance market, James, and that's where I'm going to the third league in my multi, 255, double chance, which punters is West Ham to win the game or it'll be a draw in the game. So as long as Chelsea don't win, you're getting 255 about the other two possible results. The stats around this do favour Chelsea. The last 16 home games between these two sides, Chelsea have won 11. There's been four draws, and the Hammers have only won once at Stamford Bridge in the last 16 home matches in this fixture. So... Those stats do suggest uh, that West Ham will have it all to do, but watching their game against Tottenham Hotspur the other day, just a couple of hours, uh, 24 hours ago, uh, West Ham have improved. There's no doubt about that. They've made a lot of changes in the off-season, a few players coming and going. Uh, Mark Noble, the most notable going, I guess, retiring. What a stalwart for the club he was. And Moyes has just taken some time, and he's admitted, I, I really enjoyed David Moyes' after-match interviews. He's very honest, and he said it all the way through the season. He's just... His team will just need a month or so just to get right a few matches. They're just short of short of a gallop, you know. You can't run the Melbourne Cup over over six furlongs, you know, sharpening up in the in the new market handicap, can you? So uh, it's a long haul for West Ham. There's some real quality in that side. Paqueta is great business. Paqueta from Leon, where he was voted the best foreign player in League One last year. James, best foreign player in the League One. Paqueta from Leon, terrific midfielder, great business there by the Hammers. And I like the 255 price double chance West Ham or the draw against Chelsea. Put that into your multi. And the odds there are $8.67. Punters, $8.67. Wow, so Brighton $1.87 to beat Leicester City. We're going under two and a half goals in the Wolves v Southampton game. And we're going double chance West Ham or draw at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. $8.67, if you don't mind, for your, your Premier League multi. That looks uh, like. Terrific value. Is there anything else in the Premier League that's caught your eye, Ken, for this weekend? I didn't mind the Brentford Leeds game. Uh, head to head, their punters two ten about Brentford three fifty. The draw leads at three dollars and thirty cents. Both teams adventurous in their style. If you look at their goals scored, goals against already this year, both have scored almost as many goals as as are given away, and I think it's supposed to be around the eight or nine mark either side of the ledger there. Both teams to score only to dollar and sixty cents. So the bookies have seen the stats around this match and see that both sides like to push forward and play an attacking style of football. I reckon it'd be a great game to watch this one. Brentford against Leeds United. And I can see both teams scoring that. Dollar sixty is a bit skinny. Some of the other matches the book the bookies had a a shocker last weekend. I alluded to it last weekend, the, the top five teams at, at, at microscopic odds. I think Liverpool were a dollar and ten cents to beat Bournemouth last weekend. All those five teams came up and won again. And I think you'll find the punters, it'll be a popular choice. Liverpool at $1.40 against Everton. They'll go for Chelsea at $1.50, but I've gone against that. Uh, they'll throw in the likes of Tottenham Hotspur at $1.44 against Fulham. And they might even throw Manchester City and, of course, City at $1.36. Away from home, mind you, at a struggling Aston Villa. That multi will be popular with punters and the bookies will be quivering over the weekend, I'm sure. Now, our Premier League correspondent, Mick Bennett, uh, he's had a look at the Brentford-Leeds match, and he quite likes the $3.50 about the draw. He's keen on West Ham, as we've alluded to already, and, and like we say, $6.40, $6.50 maybe, for West Ham to beat Chelsea. Potentially worth a throw at the stumps, but the double chance, like you say, $2.55 on its own. Mick also likes Newcastle at $2 to beat uh, a pretty informed Crystal Palace, and Mm. he doesn't mind the draw option between Manchester United and Arsenal at $3.45. Just a couple of quick ones in the Premier League, Ken, from myself. Man City, you mentioned they they travel to Villa Park. Aston Mm. Villa are an an absolute shambles at the moment, Mm. and uh, there's some serious question marks now being raised about Steven Gerrard and his future at the club. Man City minus one 
or minus 1.5 is paying $2. Mm. And look, I mean, Erling Haaland might do that on his own. Mate, he's amazing. He is unstoppable yeah, right he now. Is. He is. He's quick. He's big. He gets himself in some great positions in the six-yard box and just seems to have that innate ability as a striker to know, to anticipate, to know where that ball is going to be. And boy, what a signing. He's been he's been brilliant, and uh, good luck any team trying to shut him down. Um, so I think I think City minus uh, minus one goal. So City needing to win by two or more is paying two dollars. That's a pretty good price. And I said to you off air, I think Wolverhampton are due to yes, to finally break through and get that first win of the season. And I reckon it might come this weekend against Southampton. They're paying two dollars twenty. We'll take a one nil or a two nil. Then everyone's happy. Of course, Ken keen on the unders in that particular match. The Scottish Premier League, Ken. Now, have you ever been, have you ever had the pleasure of being to an old firm derby? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Oh, I'd absolutely love to. What an atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, in terms of world football, it doesn't get much better, does it? I mean, there's, there's lots we can, we can, we can uh, mention around the world. Obviously, into Milan, AC Milan. Let's, let's go around the world. We, we spend all day doing that, but... <laughs> But Celtic Rangers, there's there's just there's just a whole new dimension. You must have been to a couple. Oh no, I have I've not. I've never been to an old firm. It's notoriously difficult to get to. In fact, you know, they um being a member of either club's not enough. You actually no. have to prove a track record of having attended virtually every game of the season so far Cheapest. to prove that you're not a blow in, I think, right. to, to stop that kind of yeah. thing from happening, you know. So uh, that's one of the many uh, strategies they have in place to try and take away some of that sectarian violence that yeah. can happen around this fixture but we mentioned it was the early kickoff on Saturday which means that's only what 9.30pm tomorrow night I mean mm. there we go park yourself in front of the telly and let that flow both sides have started very well Celtic a perfect record so far Rangers dropped points uh, to Hibs there a couple of weeks ago uh, it is at Celtic Park mm. and a huge chance here for Ange Postacoglu's men to lay down an early marker if they win this they're already five points clear of Rangers they look impressive this year I've watched more of Celtic than of Rangers just through the timings of the of the games they had an early kickoff last Sunday evening against Dundee United of course they put the sword to by nine nine to zip and we were really impressed. Look, Dundee United were awful and, and changed the manager, Jack Ross, as a result of that match. But but Celtic just were, were really, really good. And um, I reckon they're half a chance in the Champions League to qualify. Look, they've drawn a, a reasonable group. They've got Real Madrid. So Real Madrid, I think, thirty-three to get through, qualify from that group. So they, they should get through. But then you've got um, Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk in that group. And, and Celtic are the, are the outsider to qualify potentially second, and I'd give them a chance because those European midweek evenings at Celtic Park, I still call it it Parkhead, I mean, they're unbelievable. I mean, you'd struggle to get a better atmosphere there in those European games. And um, Leipzig and Shakhtar, they'll be doing the best they possibly can to get some points when they do go to Glasgow. Yeah, but poor old Shakhtar, I mean, they've had a... a I see they're playing in Poland. Yeah, Legia Warsaw's ground. I I read about that. It's, It's... it is sad, which would actually, you know, unfortunately for them, it gives Celtic a bit more of a chance. And Poster Coglu's done a great job. And he, he, I mean, imagine going there a couple of years ago. He, he um, quite a few of the Celtic fans wouldn't have had any idea who this Australian was, uh, and, and probably looked through down through the noses at him, and probably weren't prepared to give much of a time or the time of day. But he's he's won the fans over. I mean, there's a 
there's absolute love and devotion there for their manager. He's he's done a terrific job. And as I said about Moyes in his post-match interviews, Ange's post-match interviews are very similar, very down the middle, tells it as it is, very honest up front, top class. Very, very measured, very balanced. Doesn't get too mad, doesn't get too happy. I just I love the way he's gone about it. His mm. recruiting's been fantastic and mm. and they've bought into his philosophy. Now Celtic a dollar ninety one favourites to yep. win that match with Ned's the draw three dollars sixty and Rangers three dollars eighty. And just one I might throw in there, Celtic minus one, so Celtic to win by two or more goals is paying three dollars twenty five and I must admit that caught my eye. Yep. How would you be playing this one, Ken? Well, I'm going the goal scorer market. I'm going any time goal scorer, Leal Abada, the Israeli international, uh, scored a hat trick last weekend against Dundee United. He d- he can play out wide on the right. He can play just in behind the central strikers. Uh, he's he's pretty much allowed a bit of a free reign by by his coach, his manager. And at three dollars and forty cents, any time goal scorer, I thought Abada has some kind of chance to to, to find the net. First first goal scorer price is at seven dollars, but. Perhaps play safe and take the three forty. Of the other matches in the Scottish Premier League, James, anything take your eye? I thought Hibbs was short enough at a dollar sixty seven against Kilmarnock, who were four eighty. Uh, Livingston Hearts, uh, Livingston Hearts, should I say Hearts at two twenty? Livingston at home are three dollars and thirty cents. Often you see the bounce, don't you? And we saw it during the week. Dundee United got rid of their manager last weekend. They won their League Cup game during the week. They're at that four dollars against Motherwell, dollar ninety five, but. Nothing else really stood out, to be honest. I think it's a, it's a pretty even old batch of games in the Scottish Premier League. The only one that, that did catch my eye a little bit was uh, St Mirren travelling to Perth to play St Johnson. St Mirren, $3 outsiders there, and I'm happy to keep riding them. That They mm. did a job for us against Hibernian last weekend. Mm. Uh, we know Saints are no good, uh, so that, worth a shot at the stumps. And more importantly, Aberdeen yes. make the trip up to the Highlands to Ross County. Can our boy Myofsky score a few more? Gee, I, tell you, I was annoyed <laughs> last weekend. If you'd taken the 28-1 to 1, uh, at the start of the season about <laughs> Myofsky to have the golden boot yeah. and the... Uh, and the Scottish Premier League punters, you'd be a bit annoyed that he's turning down the penalties. I mean, he got one penalty last weekend, and um, he scored a goal, another goal, so he had two, but he turned down another penalty. He could have had a hat-trick. And I, I see during the week that their manager, Jim Goodwin, yeah. uh, had a bit of a crack at his striker, said, stop being so nice, you know, get greedy. Another big weekend of fixtures up there. And just quickly, can the English Championship... Mm. As we alluded to, there's some some tasty fixtures here as well. Has anything caught your eye from a punting perspective? Well, the market has found Preston North End uh, doesn't score goals, <laughs> and, and and to be fair to them, don't give away too many goals. Uh, I see they, they had a one 0 win during the week, so there's no <laughs> no surprise there. But they're playing Birmingham City at home at Deepdale, dollar sixty seven. Uh, Preston North End, uh, the draw three forty. Birmingham City at five seventy five. I thought dollar sixty seven about Preston was. Was short enough. I thought. I thought the absolute banker for the weekend, James, was was Sheffield United visiting Hull City. Hull at three ninety, three forty the draw. Sheffield a dollar eighty three. Now they've started the season impressively. They look to be a good side, well organised, well managed. I thought throw that one into perhaps a wider multi with with a couple of those other tips with we, we handed out earlier on in, in the in this uh, podcast punters. Uh, Swansea City QPR. Take your pick there. Did the stats around that game. It's even Stevens who wins that match, and Borough Sunderland might just be a tight affair. Yeah, it might be under the point uh, two and a half goals, the dollar eighty seven might be, but I'd more confidence around taking that head to head price for dollar eighty three away from home. Sheffield United at Hull City. 
And one from me, I quite like the look of Norwich City versus Coventry. This one down at Carrow Road. Uh, Norwich at eighty head-to-head, which I think is screaming value. Coventry have had a horrific start to the year. They haven't been able to play too many games at home. So they're, they're just not match fit, poor old Coventry. And I think some of their recent results are showing that. Mm. Norwich eighty head-to-head. I like over three and a half total match goals is paying $3. And I like Norwich minus two goals. So Norwich to win by three or more mm. is paying $6.50. There might be a bit of fun to be had there with mm. a little same-game multi or something along those lines. We better wrap up, Ken. We have... Uh, Big things to worry about this afternoon. So (laughs) from the top, and we've got a bit to get through here, so grab that pen and we'll run through the English Premier League Saturday multi. Brighton and Hove Albion, $1.87 to beat Leicester City. We like the under two and a half goals in the Wolverhampton versus Southampton match. And we like the double chance, West Ham or draw against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Roll it all together, it pays $8.67, which looks like uh, terrific value. Mick Bennett likes the draw between Brentford and Leeds United at $3.50. He doesn't mind a throw of the stump at West Ham to actually win that game, paying $6.50. Newcastle, he likes at $2 to beat Crystal Palace. He likes the draw between Manchester United and Arsenal at $3.45. We've had a look north of the border at the old firm, the first one of the season, Celtic versus Rangers at Parkhead. Liela Barter, anytime goal scorer, $3.40. Ken likes a lot. He's in terrific touch at the moment. I can't help myself. I like Celtic minus one goal at $3.25. That means Celtic need to win by two goals or more. Down in the English Championship. Sheffield United to beat Hull City, $1.83. And I'm quite keen on Norwich City. Anyway, you want to play that, $1.80 for Norwich head-to-head against the struggling Coventry City. Over three and a half total match goals at $3. And Norwich to win by three or more, paying $6.50. I think that's a wrap, Ken. Huge weekend. We say it all the time, but it feels this one, it's even bigger than ever. Some massive games there to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. You haven't got another Sligo Rovers tip for the weekend, Well, I James? do. Anything I, like that? Something do. in uh, Nigerian uh, <laughs> Division 3, Level 2 or something? I uh, I do. It's called. It's the new <laughs> segment. It's called Friday Night Filth. We're 0-2. <laughs> but if anyone's keen, uh, have a crack at this cheeky little multi in the Irish Premier Division. Shamrock Rovers to beat Bohemians, St. Pat's to beat Finn Harps, and Dundalk to beat Shelbourne. Roll it all together. I haven't even done the maths on it, but there you go. If you, if you want if you want something tonight, if you can't wait for the likes of uh, Celtic versus Rangers and uh, Manchester United and Arsenal, then jump into the Irish Premier Division and get amongst it. We'll talk to you again next week, Ken. Thank you very much once again. And until then, happy punting.